The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. Boy, do we have a we have a million dollar show here. We have two guests on that their theme is million dollar, and I'm so excited about this show and uh, bringing these guests on. And my co-host Sharon Frame, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, recovering from a little bout of something blue, but multi million dollar show for sure. So excited about our guest today, Ken. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Well, so with you being a little uh, down in the weather, did you, were you uh, out speaking and shaking up the world, or were you in recovery mode? Man, I was so down, I could hardly get to my bedroom upstairs. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. I was in Birmingham this past weekend working on becoming a park ranger, as you know, becoming a historical storyteller on the Amtrak train. They've got this relationship with Amtrak called Rails and Trails, and they do this wonderful tour. It's called the Crescent Tour from New York down to Atlanta and down to New Orleans, and we serve as historical storytellers. So my last leg was to go practice during orientation in Birmingham, and somehow in between, on the rails, somewhere during that process, something bit me, really. <laughs> and I've been down ever since. Today's my first full day back. feel a lot better, and I'm amplified. Amped. Well, you... You sound like you're in a bathrobe. Is that is that? Am I hearing uh, that correctly? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing this is not television. It really is because you'd see that indeed. I am recovering, and that's the good word, recovering. And the, the, the beauty of being on radio is that you don't have to dress up like you did, like I did years ago on television. Well, thanks for being a trooper, and you know you never uh, really understand how important your health is until you don't have it. So I'm glad you're recouping, feeling better, and ready to be amplified with our guest. You know, I was at uh, two really amazing events, thanks to Bill Walsh and uh, Cheryl Brennan. They brought us to United for Good, which was an amazing foundation gala that acknowledged celebrities and uh, just really super superstar heroes that really make a part of their life, making a difference for kids and, and whatever philanthropy right. cause they're, they're doing. And then, of course, Author 101, and I, I wish you could have made it there uh, with you being in two new books uh, that were featured at the event uh, and your your book, uh, Lead Hership, was on the mm-hmm. banner. It was exciting. I mean, you were like I all, love all that. over the place. I actually <laughs> saw it. I got to see the books, and I'm telling you, I love the color version. Really beautiful, brilliant, crisp pictures that anybody would want to have as their own. 
So yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I came home with a suitcase full of black and white uh, books, and the color was snap gone. They they all sold out very quickly, and people didn't even care that the book was thirty dollars. So that tells me that um, the difference between a ten dollars and black and white in color it's a no brainer for people just to buy the color. So moving I think forward, that, Ken. Yeah, yes, sure. this color thing. I mean, I you know we thought the black and white TV was going to take off, and look at this color TV. It's it's really doing so much better. Once you've been colored, once you've been to that level, you don't want to go back. That's right. Color, you don't want to go back. (laughs) That's right. Well, I'll tell you what, we we want to milk every minute we can out of the show to learn about our wonderful Stephanie Frank. Can you please share the introduction? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's my honor. You know, the accidental millionaire has learned to leap from chance mastery in the game of life. Now, author and business expert Stephanie Frank is here to show us how. Now, imagine you as a millionaire in your own business. Stephanie's book takes you on a really interesting journey of triumph and tears and laughter and loss while building not one, but two multi-million dollar service businesses. I can't wait to get the details on that. Now, listen to this, Ken. Stephanie made um, her first million dollars at age 22 with her hacker for hire business. And then she sold what grew to be a $10 million company and retired at 35. Okay, so let me just process that. Take that in for a moment. Imagine retiring at 35. Now, Stephanie and I might not have that in common just yet, but we do share a passion to empower women. So let's give it up for the accidental millionaire herself, Stephanie Frank. Welcome, Stephanie. My goodness. Thank you, Sharon. That was wonderful. Yes. That's really cool that you exited out of a company with millions (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, it's an, it's an up and down journey being an entrepreneur, as you guys all, all definitely know. So I'm thrilled to be able to be here today and share all about it. Well, we wouldn't have you on this nice program to share if it wasn't for lovely Joyce White Nelson, who has a book coming out herself, Shift, coming out later this year. So I want to give an opportunity for Joyce to just share how, what you mean to her. Hi, Stephanie. Nice Hi, to talk Joy. to you again. And I'm I'm watching you live on your um, launch, Accidental Millionaire launch. And, you know, I went to, uh, I went to an event this weekend for uh, young entrepreneurs learning about how to choose mentors and different spheres of mentors. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know what, Stephanie? Remember? Remember? I read your book. And yeah. from your book, I called you. And we had a talk. And I decided I wanted you for a mentor. So I flew down to Phoenix. And we had a rock and awesome weekend, right? Boy, did we! It was ever. awesome. Yeah, and we've you know kept that relationship going all this time. So thank you so much for accepting our invitation to be on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for allowing me to be here, and congratulations, all of you, on on successful uh, book launches and and your own level of success. It's happening for everybody. It's pretty exciting. Well, Amplified is a very fast-paced show, so you're going to be hit from every single side, and we're hoping that we really give so much value to the audience that they connect with you, and they they obviously learn how they can be an accidental millionaire. And I don't know how often you answer this particular question, but I am a big dot connector to the back, to the, the beginning. What in your childhood do you point to being a significant part of what you became today? You know, I can answer that in one word, Ken. Dogs. 
Wow. Okay. I know. That sounds really strange, doesn't it? But, but dogs are an amazing, they're amazing animals. I, I, I love animals. I've had dogs uh, my entire life. But I had to learn along the way how to lead and manage and uh, inspire animals to behave in a certain way from a very young age. And uh, I've learned all along the way that that behavior and that way of leading by energy, by kindness, by gentleness and, and authenticity really, really allows people to thrive and grow. And that's what's partially allowed me to build some really wonderful communications and connections with people like yourselves and, and, uh, and keep going. <laughs> wow, Steph. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by that aspect of your life as well as the title of your book, The Accidental Millionaire. Now, some people might think that's rather counterintuitive or it's misleading. Uh, how does one become an accidental millionaire? We've heard through stories from business schools that you've got to have a process to be successful or to make the millions. So please explain the title for us. You are so correct in that. And you'll notice something. Now, we're on radio, so you can't see, but the title actually has quotes in it. It's quote accidental millionaire, which implies that, yes, there is a process, a very, uh, a very structured process to really building not just a business. And, you know, you can build a business, but a business that gives you a life. That's what's important. A lifestyle business is really where I focus. So uh, the, the whole title came because I learned kind of accidentally, but then I went back and I systemically took a look at, okay, what makes successful people successful? And it has to start with going back to the dog, going back to that behavior, how you behave. Not that you're a dog. <laughs> that was kind of bad. <laughs> but, but how you behave in business or in life, it has to be aligned and authentic with who you really are. It's not wow. sustainable if it's not. And when you are aligned and authentic, you accelerate in your lifestyle, in love, relationships, happiness, joy, money, all of those things, and it almost seems accidental. Ah, Almost seems that way. Well, before we drill down into the nuances of the book, I'm just curious about your backstory, as Ken has been, because I love people's backstory. It tells me a lot about who they are as a person and the internal fortitude that it took for them to get to where they are. So, you know, you, you made your first million at 22, and you retired. Who retires at 35? I mean, that's just like a, a wonderful thought in so many people's heads. But I'm curious as to... Did you have that in mind growing up that possibly you would project yourself over time to make your first million at a certain um, juncture in life? You know, it's funny. No, that we didn't. My family did not have a high value of money. Still does does not. But uh, I, I grew up with parents uh, that had. It was very interesting. My mother was uh, a career uh, career. Uh, I don't know, nine to fiver. And my father was a serial entrepreneur. So I learned from my mother systems and structure and process, and I learned from my father risk-taking and fun and alignment and all those things. So I feel very blessed that I had those, those two influences uh, growing up. So I was always encouraged to take a risk, but then also to take a look at what either made it work or what didn't make it work. And it had to do with everything I've tried 
along the way. And every entrepreneur has tried many, many things that are successful and many more that are, have been failures. So the backstory start, kind of starts that way. Uh, and then, you know, that kind of following along in that circular, that, that same pattern, everything I've done, whether it's start a new business, try a new product, try a new marketing uh, method, try, uh, write a book, whatever, all of those things are, are, I wouldn't call it trial and error, but it's more like try it, analyze it, and then see if it worked or not, and either do it again or modify it. Hmm. So, so I've asked for hire. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah, so I know that we all are aware how many businesses go out of business, and what would you pinpoint uh, two or three of the top things that you quickly shift in the business for them to be more successful? Uh, loyalty and leadership are, I would say, at the very, very top. I mean, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're a solo entrepreneur, the only person to take care of is you first. If you're a, an entrepreneur or a, a business owner that is taking care of employees, you've got to take care of your, your people first. And that kind of flies in the face of the customer is always right mentality but I don't believe that. I believe that the customer, of course, has to be right. But if your people are feeling supported, if they are able to show and shine and be, be brilliant in, and aligned, just like I'm talking about, and accidental in their careers and, and, and uh, moving forward, then when they're aligned, they're happy. When they're happy, your customers are happy because your people are happy. So that is, I would say, far and away, not even just three, but the very top, uh, the very top of the iceberg there. Leadership and loyalty, Ken. Very good. Wow. And uh, I see you have in your, I see you have in your featured system the To Do Today uh, program, and I know Joyce is a, a very big advocate of making sure that the lists are being done. How, how important is it for people to jot down what needs to get done, and how do they keep track of that? Well, to, to I'm sorry, I lost that last part, but you said how, to jot, jot things down and do what? To jot down to-do list and get them done. How important is that in, uh, in your success strategy? Well, I think it's critical, and that's, that's why it's our featured system, because the number one thing that people come to me for uh, when, they're start, when they're first starting out to be a good leader is how do I manage my time? And as the business grows, you have to be a better manager of time. Uh, every time you have a growth spurt, new challenges come along with managing more people, managing more systems, managing more software, managing more social media. And if you are spending all of your time doing, you know, one thing or another that's not directly in alignment with who you are and what's making you money, you're obviously going to be off track. So what's important, what I advocate is writing down not just everything that you have to do because that's just a big old laundry list and you set yourself up for failure. If you write a big list every day, then at the end of the day, you look at it and you go, well, gosh, I know I was really busy, but I didn't get anything done. So I'm a big fan of the three-by-five card approach or the sticky note approach. You take a little teeny piece of paper, you write the three things you will do today you will do that will move you forward in whatever context of your life is most important right now. You do those three things and you make a personal promise to yourself every day. So that's the first thing that I work with when I work with people is writing those, getting in the habit, those three things, morning, write them down, cross them out. Other things will come up during the day, 
but those three things are your own personal promise. That can set you up for success every single day rather than looking at a bad, a big old to-do list at the end of the day and feeling sad. Well, Stephanie, I've tried it both ways, and I promise you the three-system approach, the three-step system approach really works. It gives Mm -hmm. you those extra uh, miniature bursts of victory, and you feel so uh, refreshed and victorious at the end of the day because you see tangible progress that you've made. You talk a lot about uh, the simple formula for total focus to achieve goals effortlessly. I want you to speak to that also. Uh, in light of that chapter in your book, we talked about it earlier in our conversation, which I thought was very fascinating, uh, my trip down the stairs. How did you explain that facet of your life, and how did you get from there to where you are to be able to focus totally to achieve your goals effortlessly? That's a great lead-in. So, yeah, the first chapter in the book is my trip down the stairs, and uh, it, it chronicles an ironic situation that I was in, and that was that my, my tech, technology company uh, that is chronicled throughout the book was growing exponentially. I had to learn to be a great leader, and I was building loyalty within my team and loyalty with my customers, so it was growing, growing, growing. My customers were all police, police, fire, and city government, so, so every day... I had uh, 15 techs that worked for me, and every day either I or the techs would go to the police department and we would solve their computer problems, whatever they, you know, whatever that was. Well, here's the ironic part. My day was go to the police department during the day and go home to an abusive marriage at night. Wow. But how weird is that? <laughs> wow. Okay. Very ironic. So, indeed. Um, and completely out of alignment, you know, without a doubt. So the thing is, is that I still had to run the business. Now, the thing, what I tried at first was faking it. Okay, no, this isn't happening. Um, nobody, nobody can see that I'm in pain. Nobody can see that there's a problem. I'll just, you know, I'll just fake it, put a smile on my face and so on. Well, how long do you think that went on? Oh, my yeah, tell me. Please. Yeah, well, it went on for it went on for a long time. But how how effective do you think that was? Not very effective. Which is why I think you know there's just so much to be talked about relative to how women do that, and we cover up yeah. the pain and we wear the mask and we act like everything's wonderful, even though we're successful in business. Uh, there's sometimes tumultuous situations that are happening to self sabotage. And so I thought that was very interesting for us to talk about relative to how you get over that and get to the point where you can focus in on what works for you and mm-hmm. how to be that accidental millionaire in your life. So exactly. So chunking things down is what always works. So I just told you about to do today and chunking it down to those three steps. So those are physical action-oriented things. Well, behavior is not just, not just doing physically. It's also how you're feeling and how you're thinking. So you can also chunk down your thought process. So every day as I was getting up in that horrible situation, going to, going to and, and anybody can relate to this, and there have been many, many more of those along the way, but this is what I did with my own thought process. So I had to stop many times and say, is this thought that I'm having right now or this feeling, there are two different things interconnected, going to serve me in the next 10 minutes? 
Mm-hmm. Is it going to serve what I'm going to do in the next 10 minutes? That's how I learned to uh, basically compartmentalize and be able to still be productive and total focus in the midst of chaos. Now, that's pretty dramatic, you guys. Okay? Wow. I, I'm not advocating that everybody do that kind of thing, but you asked specifically <laughs> about that situation. So mm-hmm. in, but, but there is a, as far, you also asked me about total focus. Now, as a person with, uh, with a very creative mind, some would say it's uh, ADD, and that's kind of a thing that a lot of people throw around, you know, here, very creative, lots of thoughts and so on. What do you do to achieve total focus? Well, first thing, the first thing that you have to do is in the physical, you've got to turn things off. Um, this is imperative to your success. So stop with anything that pops up, beeps, makes noise, bothers you, it flashes in front of your face, whatever, vibrates, whatever. You've got to turn all that stuff off. So we've got to eliminate the Internet and all the other Oh, my gosh. Yes, it has to go away. Because those three things on your list, if you just made a personal promise, mm-hmm. how you, now you have to make time to actually get it done. Yeah. So, 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 you're, saying the, so you're saying the shiny object uh, syndrome is a, a good thing to avoid? Well, it, it's a good thing to avoid. And for a creative mind, that's one of those things that is just they'll say, they'll say to me, well, it's, it's impossible to avoid. No, it isn't. It's a training. It's a skill. And I'm telling you that when you shut it off, even for 30 minutes, you get to breathe, you get to regroup, you get to stop being on the hamster wheel for a little bit, and it's, and it's self-imposed, so therefore you have the freedom to do what it is you need to do in that space of time, let's say it's 30 minutes, that you literally unplug, and I call that focus time. And that is well, time where you... Where, I'm sorry? I was going to say, uh, you said that uh, in looking back, were there any signals that you were getting your in, involved in a marriage that was tumultuous? And the reason I asked that is because uh-huh. I, I've looked at when I'm get, making business decisions or any type of relationship decisions that there was typically a signal, a sign, and those signs are something you learn from so when you see them in the future, you can avoid them. Mm, there are many. I have a whole body of work coming out around that. But, uh, yes, there are definitely signs. And uh, the, the first sign that you want to, believe it or not, that you really want to look at in any relationship, business partner or personal, is that instant click, that instant click. So when you, when you consider, now I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying you asked me if there's something to look at. That's, right. that's the first thing is, oh, my gosh. We have, so, we have so much in common. Now, is it all of those great things that we have in common? Uh, or is it those shadow or those not-so-nice things that we, all, that we have in common that ultimately will destroy? You don't know that, but... Uh, or, but that's or is the, the person, person mirroring? Or is the person mm-hmm. mirroring what you want to hear and see so that you're buying into what seems like the perfect relationship? What's and that's exactly what you talk about compartmentalizing. Sometimes we can do that, Stephanie. If we can compartmentalize and ideally look at someone that uh, seems to be the personal, ideal person to attract what is it we want, which I think speaks to Ken's uh, suggestion there on mirroring the person we're looking for. Yeah, well, absolutely. And you can, you can obviously consider what it is you're looking for. So if you're looking for the perfect uh, partner or the perfect person to come into your life, 
have you written down that list of perfect qualities that you're looking for? Where, you know, all those things that, uh, that not just, I'm not talking physical things, I'm talking, you know, how they might fit, what kind of skills, what kind of abilities, what kind of emotional uh, intelligence might they have. Those kinds of things is what you're, what you're looking for. What how, about how, how about how they relate to their parents? How they relate to how their parents. Uh, yes. I found, I personally found that to be not necessarily uh, the, a, a great thing because a lot of people, uh, as we talked about at the beginning, can fake it, right, and, and mm-hmm. fake it really, really well until such time as there's a commitment, and then all of a sudden, whoa, what happened? The switch flipped. Interesting. Well, I know, Stephanie, we've got a lot of things that you are suggesting in your book, like secrets to building a a world-class business on a shoestring budget, uh, how to be productive 100% of the time. Those who might hear that might think, is that entirely possible? Or the single money mastery technique, you must know the four powerful principles of business mastery. All that can be found with great detail and strategies in your book. I want to quickly ask you about what happened when you turned 35 and decided to retire. (laughs) I love it. You found yourself in quite a conundrum, though, because uh, were you really ready? Um, And uh, what happened to you? We were talking earlier about something happened traumatically at that shift. When you decide to retire at 35, what else can you do on the planet? And are you really ready to go sit on the beach in Bora Bora? Yeah, no, and and I was not ready at all. I had sold my company. I had no idea what was next. And technically, you know, I was ready for whatever the next thing was, but I had no idea. And and uh, so so that's when I discovered myself that and was diagnosed with attention deficit. And I was really angry because that was such a, a, a negative label, and yet I've been able to use that creativity to catapult into what's next and what's next and what's next. So I haven't actually retired. There have been many ups and downs since that time, and I'm sure there will continue to be more. But resilience and bouncing back from anything has been, uh, has been a, a big, huge part of where I've been, and it's a huge part of the book as well. And well, Stephanie, what is, what is your philosophy of life? What is my philosophy of life? Yes. Mm. I, I, ju- I just heard one recently, and it was earn more, live more, give more. And since well, you have made it, since have, you've made it, I was interested I have, about your side of contribution. I love that. Mine would be this. Be safe, live smart, bounce back, and do good. Mm. I love how many that. Pe- how many people have uh, safety issues with regard to their, their uh, security for their tech? How many? 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's what I thought. And so what yeah. are some of the things that people can do to make sure that they are protecting themselves better? Uh, there are two kinds of security issues, both human and tech. I would say the best thing you can do in your tech is go to your major accounts like Amazon, Google, Apple, those kinds of major accounts, and make sure that you turn on what's called two-factor authentication. You can do this for all your social media as well. What that means is you'll be notified any time that someone tries to get into your account, maybe right on your cell phone. It has saved me many, many times um, when I know before 
or I know immediately if someone's trying to hack my account. The second thing, just as a bonus, is do the same with your bank. Turn on your notifications. You can most people have online bank that you can or you know online bank access. Both turn on notifications so you know immediately if a charge is made. Uh, I have also been able to. I've had people steal a credit card, use it in you know across the country. And I once caught a person at a Home Depot in Pennsylvania. I'm in uh, Phoenix because I knew the exact charge and the exact charge amount. The person was still in the store and they'd used my card. And because of that, um, they were able to catch a thief. So those are the two major things. Excellent. They weren't buying buying you a present? I mean, that's so so selfish of them. We're down to to a minute. I first heard that you were the author of the uh, the accidental millionaire, so they wanted to be a deliberate millionaire. There you go. I I doubt that, (laughs) but uh, I think I was just a number. (laughs) I want to give an opportunity. How did we get your book? Oh, thanks for asking. You can you can just go to getambook.com. That's G-E-T-A-M-B-O-O-K.com. And Excellent. how can people follow you right now on uh, Facebook Live? Oh, you can you can find me on my page at uh, Stephanie on Facebook at uh, Stephanie K. Frank. That's so simple. I mean, I you could practically hack that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Don't but I guess anything can. Stop it. <laughs> he's, he's leading on, Stephanie. We won't know you. We'll overrule that one. But let me just say before we let you go, I appreciate the fact that you are now identifying women to help in it, to become more savvy in the tech world. And uh, quick, quick uh, question to uh, hopefully a quick answer. Is it more challenging, do you, do you think, for women? Or are they more apprehensive to jump in and be more tech savvy? To be more tech savvy, uh, I, I don't think so. I think, there, I, I think there's a confidence issue that can, can be easily overcome uh, if, if women and men, uh, if they choose to. But in, in terms of women, uh, no, I don't think that's an issue. I think, uh, I think every woman can use technology easily and to her benefit, especially today's technology. All right, well, we're going to go to break, and we're coming back with Greg Jacobson, and he might even have a question for you, and uh, we'll see you in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, welcome back to the second half. I think people are so excited to get started with the show, we just went right into it. So we have Greg Jacobson, who's going to be joining us for the second half. And what a great interview we had with Stephanie Frank. Man, dynamic. And it was a, it was everything that we promised it would be. It was a million times of fun and delivery and, gosh, great value. So, Gita, would you be kind enough to share the bio for Greg Jacobson? Absolutely. A big hearty welcome to Greg Greg, we are truly honored to have you here. It's a little more about Greg Jacobson. It's not just what you know, but who you know, who knows you, and who they know. Greg Jacobson teaches the secrets of connecting and aligning with anyone, including the influencers of your audience. Greg has taught hundreds of organizations and high-performing individuals to achieve more, meet objectives faster, and become better team players using emotional intelligence and deep-dive relationship building. As a highly sought-after speaker, trainer, and consultant, Greg's experience and unique skill sets have realized stellar results for governments, nonprofits, and some of the largest companies in the world. He's the author of the best-selling book, Think Yourself Happy. Greg Jacobson explains the signs of happily achieving. Wow, I would want to hear more of that. Thank you. Well, Gita, thank you, but I, I thought we agreed that you were going to be singing. I thought you were going to be singing the bio to the happy tune. I thought we were doing that. I thought that was the arrangement. I'm ready for that. I love that. I was, I was thinking happy that that was know. already much of an intro for me. Well, I'll tell you, Greg, we, we sent Gita, she convinced us to send her to Bora Bora to practice the song of the bio of you. And here we, we spent all that money, and she comes back, and she just really gave a very loving bio, but she didn't sing. There was no singing there. <laughs> well, Listen, happiness is, all, is more not more always apparently. about singing. <laughs> well, Greg, we got to spend the weekend uh, at Author 101, and thank you for coming there and supporting the event. You always are a dynamic force whenever you're at an event. And I personally have to thank you for making the Keep Smiling Legacy Edition that much better. I had Quincy Jones, who was absolutely not... Uh, putting the Keep Smiling card in his hand with me begging and pleading. It was because you sat next to him and said, this is a good good thing to do. And all of a sudden, I saw him perk up and smile, took the picture. And then, of course, John Travolta and all the other actors that you introduced me to. You are extremely connected. And, folks, I got to tell you, when when you go to an event and Greg is there, all of a sudden – you know, the, the, the red carpet opens up or the ropes that are for security to get to the celebrities, they, they open them right away for Greg. And uh, I, I, was in, I was in awe. It was actually awesome to see you uh, take, a, take the event and allow people like myself to benefit from your connections. Ted, thank you for, Ken, listen, I, and, and everybody needs to notice, all of that is true and more, but it's not because I'm so famous or cool. It's really because of who I'm with. So, for example, when I introduced you to Quincy Jones and said, and the smile card, it wasn't for me. It was for something bigger than me. It's for a mission or someone that's there that's more important than me. It's never about me. That's how I get things done. It's really easy to help other people. 
if you're willing to do that and take the time and the effort and the energy to help someone else, most people are just, hey, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? And I'm totally opposite, and I'm blessed because of it. So it's, call it a strategy or, or just the way I am. Having other people be the star of the show is really what gives you access and makes people happy to be around you because it's not about you. Now, Sharon, you like to be happy. I mean, isn't that weird? I mean, he's, he likes I, to create this, and you like to be happy as well. I mean, what are the odds? Absolutely. You know, the funny thing is every time I answer my phone, I say happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday, et cetera, because it reinforces for me who I am. And, and Greg, it's such a pleasure chatting with you earlier. I'm just curious, um, it, what was the, the, the epiphany for you? Uh, because I know you're a highly successful businessman. You've turned a number of multi-million dollar companies. One, I think, was like 30 million or 100 million. I mean, we won't even labor about the numbers. But um, at some point, you, you got to the position or the state of mind that you thought, well, this is not happiness. This does not bring me joy just creating companies. What was the turning point for you? Well, I had spent five years building my own company from scratch, uh, starting with credit cards, no, no, any cash infusion from anybody, no investors, and built it up to a hundred million dollar company by investing every moment of energy, of thought, of emotion into my business. I was strictly focused on growing this business because if I had that, then everybody around me would have what they want, which was stuff. You know, you know, I mean, you got to eat. You want to have a nice house and maybe have a nice car or two, some nice clothes. And it just, it goes, you know, you want vacations and your, your style just ramps up. But my focus was on working and earning and working and earning. It wasn't about having really. It was, it was just about that cash flow. So I was putting in 110, 120-hour work weeks for five years without a day off, without a break, without... No vacation. I wasn't. I was focused on one thing, and it was really. I was going to be a billionaire. That that was important to me at the time. So I I did that, and and the epiphany there was when I finally did go on vacation with my business partner, and I got to relax a little. It was a, it was a different feeling than I thought. It was really what had been missing. And I asked him how we could have more of this, and his thought was, uh, his words were more power, more domination, more money. And I knew that we were going the wrong direction because if that, if that had come out of my mouth, it would have disgusted me because it disgusted wow. me hearing it from him. So this is like my brother. This is, we were both thinking the same way, but at this moment, I had just pivoted. It wasn't well, I, I've seen you at a lot of events, Greg, and uh, I've seen you at, uh, I've seen you at uh, Speaking Empire. I've seen you at You Will Change the World. I saw you obviously at Author 101 and, and City Gala. You, you go to very specific events with a, a, a big focus. And I want to share, because we were talking earlier about people that go to events. They may not have a target. They may not have a reason for going. They're just kind of wandering in. Tell, tell us your strategy. Well, it, it really depends on the event that I'm going for example, City Gala, I was there to support as much as I could to make the event as successful as it could uh, to get the word out for helping others. It, w- it wasn't about me at all. And if anybody saw me at the event, it was, I'm, I'm bringing security guys water. I'm making sure that that the, the routes for celebrities are, are clear. Make sure that, that 
that the red carpet, that the people that should be on the red carpet at that moment should be on the red carpet, and that you're not just standing in place, spinning around, trying to get some attention. And that was going on, too. And that's, that wasn't really me. And to get your message out at one point, I'm, the smile movement is really important to me. The happiness movement is really important to me. So at, at that event, uh, Ken wasn't even going to go to that event. He had other things to do, and he was states away, you know, the other, at the other coast. And, and I asked him, please, for the sake of the smile movement, let's get the smile card in the hands of some real celebrities that can really make a difference and who really spread the, the message of, that a smile makes a huge difference. Wow. So, so Greg, um, there are a couple of things that I, I just gleaned from our conversation. You, uh, the best in the world to get celebrity connection, but you come with a servant's heart. The connection is not for you. So let me ask you, why is that important, that, that celebrity connection, and how can people leverage that once they do connect with a celebrity? Yeah, that's, that's a great question and probably the most important question because the answer is always in giving. It's always in the service of others, and I don't ask for people to do anything for me. They ask me what they can do for me. Because I'm focused on giving and sharing and caring. And I do that in a very strategic way, meaning that I care about you enough to research you. To, you know, it may sound stalkerish, but it's not. It's, I choose who I would like my friends to be. I don't just leave my relationships to random, oh, this person was my neighbor, so we're my friend. Or this person's my cousin, so I know them. I've sought out the most amazing people on the planet, not because I want something from them, but I want to, I want to know them. I want to help them and share with them. They're on a mission and a path, and I'm, I'm inspired by it. So I want to be part of that. So how can I help? So I read, and I listen to their interviews and what they're about. I read their books, and I invest in them as a person so I can get out of them what they're trying to give. And then if, if I have alignment with that... It makes sense that why wouldn't I want to be friends with them? Why wouldn't I want to know them and work with them and help them on their path to helping others? Now, if it's Absolutely. a selfish thing, nobody wants to help selfish people. Mm-hmm. If you're right. a financial, let's say you're a financial advisor, and, and it, you want to help your clients, but you really just want to build your brand, and that's it. You don't have any kind of charity affiliation. You don't have any kind of thing that you care about other than money. Well, there's not going to be an alignment and endorsement for that because nobody can get their heart around this. I show people how to get in other people's heart space in a very genuine way. That's what I do. I show you how to make friends and build relationships on a deep level, whether it's a celebrity, a head of a foreign country, or your kids, or your spouse. I show you how to take it deeper. And Sharon, I I have to say firsthand, I saw at a very um, well-to-do mastermind called uh, Pure JV. They had a penthouse suite, and I knew that uh, the person running it was a great contact for Greg and vice versa. And I've made connections before, but this was probably the most beautiful way of seeing how a connection should be made for long-term. And uh, uh, Chris Bird actually looked at him and said, how can I help you? And Greg says, I'm here to serve you. Tell me what I can do to make your event more powerful. Who do you need to know at Traffic and Conversion? I have access to everyone. And with that said, with your life of how many years have you married, Greg? 24. Okay, so 
happier life. So Rocky, Rocky has been working with Tony Robbins. What kind of uh, impact has that had for you? Well, I, I mean, Tony is a is a very interesting subject. So I, I love Tony Robbins. He's he's improved my life in countless many ways. But I've, I've actually done the work, and he's done the work to take information from others before him, add to it, distill it, put it in the digestible format. I would do I do something similar, but not you know with Tony's words or anything like that. So. Without Tony, I wouldn't be who I am. My family wouldn't be who we are. And at that point, when we met, she she never heard of Tony Robbins. Or when I told her she was going to firewalk, she cried. I mean, she was scared. <laughs> and then years later, she's you know running fire lanes. She's on a security, and now she's she's uh, head of his. She's his stage manager. She runs stages all over the world for Tony Robbins, um, digital marketer. She works with Jay Abraham, uh, Sang speakers and authors networking group. She just, she does a lot of work for a lot of people because she's the best in the world. But that, a lot of that has come through the Tony Robbins environment and doing the work and being the person that you are meant to be. But a lot of people go to these events and don't do the work. So I, I, you know, there's a lot of great people out there. He's, he's definitely one of the greatest teachers of all time, but there's lots of them out there that I, Oh, who I am too, and the information. But anybody out there listening, you can have the same results as other people if you take similar actions. You seek Absolutely. out these people and their work and follow what they've done, and you'll get those similar results. So it's Absolutely. it's not a, a lack of access; it's a lack yeah. of doing. What I found, yeah. And I, one of my favorite quotes is by Tony Tony Robbins, and it says, "You know, life is a gift that offers us a an opportunity, the privilege, and the responsibility." of giving back by becoming more. So becoming more meaning do the work, showing up, having done the work. And I know in in your book, Think Yourself Happy, five changes in thinking that will immediately improve your life. Uh, One of the things you talk about is that there is a system, there is a process to everything. And uh, you mentioned uh, that you, 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 you you were enriching your pocket but not your soul. Speak to us about that. What did you mean by that? And what are some of those things that can, we can immediately improve our lives? I, I think that if you get yourself to ask the right questions, you, you'll get the right answers. And the why was missing. i just forgotten for so long why I was doing what I was doing. I was doing it for my family. I was doing it to... So, to have, so they would have all the things that I didn't have when I was a kid. And, and it made me feel good about myself, too, being a provider. It wasn't completely unselfish. But then when you get into the work cycle, there's a lot to be done. And you don't want to leave money on the table, and you don't want to make bad decisions. So you work, and you work, and you work, and you work. And then you, you get so focused on that, you forget why you did it in the first place. The wife, the kids the friends, the hobbies, the free time, the vacation. I wasn't doing any of that. And it was a stop. It was a moment just to stop and reevaluate, even accidentally, going to our, our, your first guest. You know, it was, it was an accidental change that, that of course, should have been done on purpose, should have been an evaluation that was a regular part of my process of improvement. But it wasn't. And then... And then I made the decision to abdicate all responsibilities. I went the complete opposite way. I went from working all the time to working not at all. 
None. Zero. Not looking at reports, not making decisions. It was all over. It was now just about personal growth, development, and making up for lost time with my family and the universe and helping other people and growing myself. Yeah. Growing and contributing. Now, uh, Stephanie has a book, obviously, The Actual Millionaire, and you saw the title and you said, hey, I can... I can compete with that. I can give out a million books to people, and that became a goal of yours. And and Stephanie obviously uh, inspired you to do that. But I noticed you put $2 bills in the books, and you said that you were going to set a world record for the most influencers endorsing your book. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I think I've already got that. It's not really about records, and it's, it's not really about a number, and it's not really about goals. I've made a promise to help people on this planet at the time that I decided that I was going to do something about this sadness around me. And there's 5 million people a year actually committing suicide. And with those numbers, only one out of seven who attempt it actually succeed. So multiply that by seven. And then there's people who don't attempt, but they thought about it. And that number's got to be massive. And then there's the people who never even thought about it, but they're just sad. Mm-hmm. And they don't know, yeah, yeah. and all of them are helpless, and they don't know what to do. They weren't taught. They don't know how, and they, they don't think that it's possible. Most people think that you have to accomplish great things over a period of time, and then when you're done, you've earned happiness. It's just not how it works. Not at all. Happiness no. is the precursor to achievement. So if you look at when you achieve, if you're happy first, you achieve much faster and much greater than if you just go for the gold. Mm-hmm. So celebrating the success along the way. You know, it's about living in the moment, you say. Uh, there's yeah, only happening in the I'll moment. Another, another pitfall that most high achievers fall into is we set goals, and I'm putting myself in that category. We set goals, and then we come close to the goal, and we're like, i got to set a new goal because that was too easy. I'm mm-hmm. better than that. And so they set the bar higher, but then when they achieve the first goal, they don't celebrate it because now they've, but they've set a new goal, and this is perpetual. So you set a goal, you get close, and then you set a new goal, and you smash the first goal, and you get close to the second one, you're like, that's still not good enough. So you set a higher goal, and you smash through the second one, but you don't reach the third, now you're a loser. And you don't enjoy the journey. In your own mind. Yeah, and there's no so, happiness in the moment. Yeah. You have to celebrate your victories along the way, even the small ones. Jump mm-hmm. up and put your arms there and go, yeah, it, it has a feeling in your body. That is, you can't replicate without that physicalness. Yeah. So someone's feeling unhappy right now. So Greg, someone's feeling unhappy right now. They're they're hearing the show and they want happiness. What what would be your advice? All right. So great, great question. Because I'm going to give you an exercise right now. I could just tell you what to do, but I'd rather you feel it. And this one's not even in the book. So the book is Five Changes in Thinking. That will immediately improve your life. And if you don't have to do all five, you can do any of them. There's exercises for each one. And you will change the way you feel in an instant. And happy might have been a mistake because not everybody wants to feel happy. Some people want to feel relaxed. Some people want to feel blissful. Some people want to feel proud. So let's just get rid of happy right now and let's go to proud. Most people don't feel that enough. So if you're listening right now, I want you to picture this. You have done a deed that is so remarkable. Yeah, you. You've, you, that you are being honored for it. It doesn't matter what it is, but the world is proud of you. I'm proud of you. And the influencers to you, whether it's the President of the United States, whether it's 
whether it's musicians, just the people that you admire most. And I want you to close your eyes unless you're driving. Please don't do that. But I want you to <laughs> picture this in your mind. And you are so proud of how you feel, more proud than you've ever been before. And other people are proud of you. And you are in the square, the, the, where the Washington Monument is. And it's filled with people. And you can see aerial shots of helicopters, and it's on the news, and this square is more full than it's ever been. I don't know how many people, but it's in the millions, and they're there for you because you're so awesome. And the people that you pictured that you have this relationship in your mind with that you want them to be proud of you, whether it's your, your father or your grandfather or, or a movie star or the leader of a country or a religious organization, they're all there. Not just one, but all of them are there, and they're about to pin this medal on you. And you're so proud. I want you to feel this for a minute, because this is about to happen. The medal is about to be pinned on you, and you are about to be recognized by millions of people, not only that are there, but that are watching via satellite, the Internet, television, and they're listening on the radio, and they're, the, the crowd is about to cheer, and everybody's silent right now. Wow. And the pin gets pinned on you, and the crowd goes wild, <laughs> and you can feel this way any time you want. In 60 seconds or less, this is just one way. And if you can feel this way now, mm. how else could you feel if you practice this? And if you that taught so other cool. people? Yeah. yeah. That is so cool, Greg, because you can, you can replicate this, duplicate this anytime you want to. And you can Anytime. release those endorphins and you create what it is you desire. That's just, I was getting chills just seeing myself, you know, with all the accolades. And I'm like, yes, I'm happy, not just for the sake of being happy, but a sense of being happy, not just feeling, but also a sense of being happy. Well, and that's well Sharon, thing. this is going to make you sad, but we only have three more minutes left of the show. And I want to make oh, sure no. our, our audience knows how to get these books because, you know, Greg is really committed to every single person on the planet getting a copy of his book. So, Greg, would you share how people can get your book? Absolutely. Listen, if you want to buy my book, you can go to Amazon. It's $16.95. It'll have a pro- profound impact on your life. 25% of sales go to helping veterans through the Clickable Institute. I'm committed to that as well. We help them get jobs. If you don't have $16.95, certainly not going to let that stand in your way. Go to happilyachieving.com forward slash free. So if you think it's a value and, and it's, it's not going to change your life in a negative way, go buy it because it'll help others. If, you, if that's going to stand in your way, go download it for free and don't feel bad for one second. I want you to read it. I want you to use it. It's a very short book. It originally started as a big fat book and my editor said, don't be stupid, Greg. Make it really easy for people to learn this and use it. So I promise you, it is not anything that you can't tackle in an hour, hour and a half tops. You'll read the whole thing. And if you do any of these exercises, if you just did that one, it will profoundly change your life, I promise you. And the last thing around. Well, Greg, oh. you said you had a question for Stephanie. And if it's a short question, we can get this short it answer. And we, like, we have a Thank minute. So you. go ahead. I, I appreciate you coming back to that. I thought Stephanie's information was fantastic. I just wanted to hear one more time how we can get that. Oh, we can get that was easy. You can get Accidental Millionaire uh, and uh, a whole lot of bonuses that come along with it at getambook.com. Cool, thank okay. you. Okay. And Greg, 
Uh, I, I got a quick question. What is the quote sure. that you live by? The quote I live by is meeting expectations. You know what? I, I'm not even going to go with that one. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna quote that. You're not gonna do it. You refuse to? No, I'm not gonna do it. Well, how about the book that most profoundly impacted you? That was my other question. Good job, Sharon. You know what? I, I really like to. I'd really like to leave people with thinking about how they can change what they need to do in their lives, and that the only thing that you can control in your life is what you think, what you say, what you feel, and what what you do. So I don't, I don't want to impact others other than having them be the best that they can be without my influence. I want to show people that they can be happier and more fulfilled than they are right now, regardless of external circumstance, without me coloring what they do, just by showing okay. them how to be the best them that they can be. Well, I'll tell you, we've got 20 seconds. So, Sharon, I'm just going to uh, thank our guest real quick. And I also want to say... We have gone through shows where it's snapped and we're done, and we didn't get a chance, again, to share who our guests are next week. So it's going to be another big surprise that we're going to uh, uh, actually advertise on social media. And because we didn't do the round-robin questions, I think we should do the round-robin questions on the social media page, Amplified, and that way we get those answers we wanted to get for the questions. So Stephanie Frank and Greg Jacobson, you guys have been Amplified. You're awesome. We obviously want to spend more time with you, and at least in this period, the show has to be closing, but we're going to bring you back and can't read, can't wait to see the impact your books have on people. Thank you for that. Thank you both for coming. Well, have a million times the fun that you have ever had. So thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific time and 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.